What we're hearing a lot these days is the word balance, work-life balance, having family time. But when you go back to that opening phase, you are not balanced. You are very unbalanced. Everything was the business. I got to take care of this thing. I got to open it. And oh, by the way, you were selling memberships like a beast while you were recruiting staff, while you were managing your contractors doing the build out, while you're doing all the other things involved in opening the gym. And so to me, the best example of what you are truly capable of, in my opinion, everything for that point forward is like easy street. That was the hardest you ever worked in your years of owning the gym. What happens, unfortunately, gym owners lose their eye of the tiger. They get complacent. We've become lazy marketers. We say our goal is to change people's lives. Our goal is to help as many people in our community change their lives. I always tell people like, show me your calendar. Your calendar will tell me your intentions. Everyone comes to us and says, I wanna grow. I, I want more customers. I want more people. But then when you look at their activities that they're doing to grow their business, usually it is a small fraction of their 40, 60 hours that they're putting into their business. Effort these days is sexy to people. Put in the effort and people are going to, to notice. Welcome to the Fitness Empire Podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income. Hey, Empire Builders, welcome to this week's episode. We are fired up. This topic is one that most gurus are not talking about, and it's something me and Matt are very passionate about, and we got a laundry list of strategies to help you guys today uh, around a topic that more and more gym owners are always saying they want help with, and it's around marketing. But we're going to go into the secret closet of hidden marketing that most gurus are not sharing with you, and that's what we're excited to share with you guys today. And so we're going to be diving into a really cool topic, and that is guerrilla marketing. So before we get started, I do want to share kind of a fun story with you guys because it kind of sets up the topic for today, and it's all about revisiting your hustle muscles. That's kind of the, the, the frame I'm going to set for us as we get going. So fun fact, my daughter is hardcore into Taylor Swift. She bought a magazine with her on the cover. She's listening to her stuff. She went to her movie version of her concert like she's just down that rabbit hole she's walking around the house singing her songs and we all know taylor swift is definitely huge not just as a musician but also in business the gal is very very smart i don't think enough people give her credit for her business acumen so here's something that most people don't know about her because i'm learning things this is this is uh, in my world because of my daughter taylor swift to actually get her name out there used to go and take national anthem gigs at local sports events. So she'd go to the local stadium for football, ba baseball, basketball, and just say, I will sing the national anthem for free. Because she knew once she can get into people's ears, she can get some influence in the audience there or even in the people who run the stadiums and potentially get some more future gigs. And that was her original hustle muscle, was her just going to stadiums and offering to sing the national anthem for free. And, you know, what most people also don't know about her is she used to practice the guitar for four hours a day. And so, like, that's how committed she is to her skill. And so what this is meant to share with you guys is, like, those are her hustle muscle days. And we've all 
seeing that she now packs out stages. She just came here recently. I'm out here in Dallas. We're at the AT&T Stadium. It seats 80,000 plus people. She sold it out. But go rewind back to her original days. She was doing free gigs, guys, to to sing the national anthem. So what I want to kind of bring that to, you know, you guys as gym owners and how that links to your story. Well, I would ask you to go back to the launch of your gym when you were first opening and you were advertising that you're coming to town and the opening date and, you know, your grand opening specials, your founding memberships. You had those same hustle muscles, right? You probably remember you were making the calls, you were on the phones, you were out around town pounding the pavement, you were selling memberships, you were putting in the sweat equity to grow the business. And for many of you, I know there's some franchises, they won't even allow you to open it unless you hit a certain amount of pre-sales. And so you have to go and hustle muscle to get your doors open. You're kind of handcuffed, right? And it's, in my opinion, almost a good thing because they want you to have a certain level of revenue. So what we're hearing a lot these days is the word balance. And so people are talking about work-life balance, having family time. But, you know, when you go back to that opening phase, you are not balanced. You are very unbalanced. Everything was the business. I got to take care of this thing. I got to open it. And oh, by the way, you were selling memberships like a beast while you were recruiting staff, while you were managing your contractors doing the build out. And, you know, while you're doing all the other things involved in opening the gym. And so it to me is the the best example of what you are truly capable of in my opinion everything for that point forward is like easy street that was the hardest you ever worked in your years of owning the gym and so what happens unfortunately and man i want to definitely get your take on this gym owners lose their eye of the tiger they get complacent they kind of just start resting on their laurels they kind of say you know we're known in the community which let's face it that's not true your gym will be packed out if you are no other community. You still need to get in front of more eyeballs. You need to be seen by more people. And so when you fast forward, you know, to, to to a few years later after the gym owner opens their doors, you start hearing all the excuses. I'm busy. I don't have time. I got too much on my plate. I'm trying to balance family time. Um, you know, like I pay my team to take care of this stuff now. And that's all the the words and the excuses that I I, I really don't like to hear from a gym owner because that tells me they're not going to grow. They're going to literally stay where they are uh, until they change that mindset. So that that's kind of just like my opening kind of setting the table to get everybody in the right framework. Like, hey, guys, <clears throat> we we all had to open that gym and we all had to put on our, you know, like game face to open it and put an extra level of work. But for some reason that goes away. And so we want to talk about things that can, you know, help you to grow your business, but it is going to require you to go back to that old mindset to not be afraid of putting in the nights, the, the weekends to go into a phase or a period where you're going to be thinking business, 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 I need to grow this thing. And it's going to take some sacrifice. I am going to have to not maybe be as focused on family or, or anything, other things that are important to me at this time. It's for a small window. It doesn't have to be all year long, but there are times that your business demands that from you. And if you don't give it, you actually miss out on a huge opportunity because these opportunities come by at certain times of the year. And if you're just, you know, kind of coasting, you're going to miss out on it. And all the other gyms around you are going to grow. Matt, what's your take on that? I think you got to give your business what it requires, right? But a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, yeah, it takes more time, energy, and effort. A lot of people want to put out a Facebook ad and people come through their doors. Um, like it's still 2019 or 2018. Um, so you could put out a Facebook ad and a ton of people would come through your doors. But 
with how things have shifted, I think we need to get back to shifting that we are a small local fitness business. Small local fitness business. There is so many things that you could be doing to grow your business that we're not doing because I think the whole world, and I'll loop myself in there and I can get complacent too, is we've become lazy marketers, right? If we say our goal is to change people's lives, our goal is to help as many people in our community change their lives. Does your calendar and your actions align with what you're saying? And I think that's what you're kind of challenging everyone on here is we say one thing, but do we actually back that up with our actions? Um, like I always tell people like, show me your calendar. Your calendar will tell me your intentions, right? So if you want to grow your business, everyone comes to us and says, I want to grow. I, I want more customers. I want more people. But then when you look at their activities that they're doing to grow their business, usually it is a small fraction of their 40, 60 hours that they're putting into their business. If you really want to grow your business, you need to take on the mindset of my job is to market my business and sell so that I can help and change people's lives, right? People need a reason to come in. And I think this is going to be your greatest advantage in 2024. If I'm being honest, the stuff that we're going to talk about today, the ones that grasp this and go, I'm going to put this into my marketing plan are the ones that are going to grow in leaps and bounds because I do feel the times have changed. Everyone's kind of looking the same and doing the same things and counting on the same marketing tactics that they were doing in 2019 or 2018. And everyone's kind of in the same marketing groups uh, and they're all doing the same stuff. How do you stand out and be different in 2024 is getting back to really honoring that you are a small local fitness business and doing the tactics and strategies that are the greatest advantage of being a small local fitness business. Yes. This, if you incorporate one of these strategies a month, so we're not saying, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of ideas. And the hardest part about giving you a bunch of ideas is you get overwhelmed and then we do nothing. So my challenge to all of you today that are listening is take one strategy a month and implement it inside of your business. Because some of these strategies are going to work a little bit better depending on the seasons too. So you got to use a little bit of you know nuance to what we're about to say because not every strategy is going to be perfect for every, every month of the year. But some of these are going to be better for other months, right? So with that, apply one of these a month. That's it. At our locations, I'm going to be challenging the leaders of our locations to implement one a month because the hardest part, like some days, dude, I wish I could go back to being a single location owner because I would go all in on this stuff that I'm going to talk about today. Like if you don't have multiple locations and you're not now kind of spread thin, if you're not doing these things, you're crazy because this is your greatest advantage. Facebook ads are not your greatest advantage. Doing what we're about to say today is your greatest advantage in your business if you are a single location owner. If you're not a single location owner, you need to get your team members that are leading your locations on board with implementing one of these a month. And then the other thing that we can account for is every local area is different and you have different resources and different opportunities. I'll give you an example. We have one gym that is in a like super business area, like 
in Grand Rapids. This is like business central, like so many amazing big businesses, big, um, like tons of hospitals, tons of insurance companies, just like the Mm -hmm. biggest of the big are in that area. And then we have locations in little, little, little town with very little big businesses, right? So the strategies that we would use would be different from one location to, to the next. So just kind of take what we're going to teach you today and go, how does this apply to my business and pick one and go all in on it? Because that's the thing is if you don't go all in on it and you half-ass it, you're going to get half-ass results. I would really start encouraging businesses to do less better. Do less things, but do them better and put more energy into them. For anything to work, it's going to take a lot of energy. And when you're trying to do a billion different things at one time and giving every single one of them a little bit of energy... None of them take off and you're like, oh, that didn't work. And it probably didn't work because you didn't put in the time, energy, and effort that that actually required because you're spread thin versus going, hey, I'm going to pick one a month, go all in on it, and will it to happen. And you will see exponential growth in 2024. So we're going to talk about something uh, that, again, we want you guys to be doing, and that is guerrilla marketing. That That's the big theme of this podcast is that Guerrilla marketing is going to be what separates you and all the other gyms running Facebook ads or even Instagram ads. And and you guys are fighting for those same eyeballs. You know, there's a group of people who are not spending time on those social medias and you can go and touch them by getting in in face to face with them. So I wanted to look up the definition just so we're all on the same page because that gets thrown around. What is guerrilla marketing? Well, here's the definition. It's an innovative and unconventional low cost way to market yourself or your business aimed at getting maximum exposure for your product or service. So that's it. We're just trying to think outside the box. We're trying to be innovative, unconventional, and even it says in the definition, low cost. This is not meant to be a huge in, you know investment like a billboard. You're just trying to think creatively and say, okay, maybe if I don't have the money and we don't have resources, right? You get resourceful, then what could I do in my time? What could I do in my, my, my hustle muscle? How can I go give myself somewhere, some, some value so that I can then have a, a value exchange. So one more story before I, we dive into some ideas is uh, I was doing an audio book for a few days, uh, which was Will Smith's autobiography. And he talked about when there was a change in who was the highest paid action stars in Hollywood. And for the longest time, it was Arnold and Sly, but there was a period where it switched to Tom Cruise and he actually became the highest paid action star. And so when they were the kings, he went to them and asked them for ideas and they gave them their best advice. But then when it was Tom Cruise, he had to switch mentors and say, okay, why are you now the most highly paid guy? And what he revealed was what Arnold and Sly, who were kind of becoming, you know, just lackadaisical complacent that he was willing to do that, you know, pushed him higher. And that was, he was willing to go do international tours. So when a movie comes out, they do a six month tour of just, going on shows and TV shows and uh, radio shows, and they're just out promoting it. And guys, these people get paid a lot of money and they're still out doing the hustle muscle. They're still going out and doing media tours and media blitzes. And you know, these guys, after getting paid a lot of money for a lot of years, didn't want to go international. Tom Cruise was willing to go to China. He's willing to go to India. He's willing to go to Japan. He's willing to go to Europe. And he would not charge for that. He knew that this is how he's going to be able to take the success of this movie and then go charge that for the next movie even more 
And so he knew that's how I'm going to get paid out. I might not get paid for this movie. The deal's already signed. We already filmed it. But on my next one, I'm going to ask for more because I'm going to go hustle the hell out of this movie and go do the international press tour that these other guys won't do. And then Will Smith followed that. And then he eventually became the highest paid action star. So it's like, that's what we want to get back to is we want to get back to not being afraid to hustle muscle and, and being, not being afraid to go and connect with people face to face. We've kind of, you know, it's a Matt's point being lazy marketer. We just tend to hide behind computer screens and phones and social media, and we're not getting out and talking to people. So that's really why when we look at the definition, what's innovative and unconventional is just getting from behind your computer and going and talking to people face to face. That's unconventional in 2023 going into 2024. So these ideas that I'm, I'm, we're going to start diving into, the final point I just want to say is, guys, the reason these are so powerful is when you're selling one-to-one, to me, that's trout fishing, right? You get one sale, one sale. I want to talk about spearing a whale, like going and getting a multi-membership deal and getting a multi-deal because you went to a place where you can talk to a lot of people at once, and, and I'm going to share a bunch. So without fair, further ado, we'll get into the strategies. Matt, I know you and I came with an exhaustive list, so I'm going to hit a couple, then I'll let you go, and then we'll keep going back and forth till we run out of breath or run out of time, whatever happens first. Um, so uh, the first one I'm going to share with you guys is honestly just joining your local chamber of commerce. I mean, it does differ city by city. I, I joined some, and it was like $200 for the year, and others that were up to $400 for the year. But every single time I got a strong ROI, in terms of how many people I met there that were the movers and shakers of the local economy. Cause that's how you gotta think about it. Your city, your community, it is a local economy and people love supporting local businesses, but you have to give to get. So you wanna go support their local business. You wanna be involved in local chamber of commerce. You wanna be involved in local events. You wanna donate. It's like, hey, they're having a raffle and they're filling the basket with a bunch of goodies. I'll put up a, you know, free month membership in there. I'll put in, you know, some supplements. I'll donate to the gift basket just so that you guys, you know, see that I'm coming with goodwill. And then the other good thing is that uh, most of them, when you first join and you're a new member, they give you the mic and they let you introduce yourself for three to five minutes and tell the whole group who you are, what you do. Guys, that is a group closing opportunity. Oh my God, you're in a room with a bunch of high net worth individuals, business owners that can afford your service. And let's face it, most of them are probably stressed out and overweight from eating way too much convenience food because they put their business first and their health last. And so if you can just change your pitch to speak to your audience, there's no reason you can't walk into that chamber of commerce and walk out with new members. And I can even tell you from experience, the time that I closed eight people because I went with, uh, at the time we called them administrative assistant, but basically, you know, it was somebody that was at our location in the city that we joined the chamber, she came with me. And so she witnessed this. So they just said, Hey, we have a new member. It's Dustin and his gym. He's going to introduce himself. So I stood up and the way that I spoke about fitness was to a busy entrepreneur. It wasn't to my normal moms. Normally I'm on camera and I'm posting on social media. I'm speaking to a middle-aged mom there. I changed my pitch and I said, Hey, you know, business owners, I'm sure you're stressed out. You're putting everybody else first, your customers, your, your team, you know, your business and you're putting yourself last. And, uh, you know, I've seen it happen many times where their health eventually, it's like a chain, like everybody's chain link that finally breaks shows up differently, different people. Some people it's a heart attack, some people it's diabetes, some people it's a mental breakdown. But if you think of our health as a chain, everybody's link that breaks is different. So like, I'm not here to scare you. I'm just here to say, if that sounds like you, 
I want to help you out. We specialize in helping highly stressed out, but high performing individuals to get in the best shape of their life. And so, you know, that's kind of what we do. If you guys need help with that, come and get me. But because that like spoke to them so like in the heart, they're like, oh my God, that's me. I totally do that. At the end of that meeting, like, cause I, I sat down, nobody came up to me, but then they kind of f- finished the meeting. Eight business owners came over to me and gave me their card. They said, call me. I want to get started with you. Like that, that totally spoke to me. Like I need that right now. I'm totally doing what you said. I'm totally putting my business first, my family first, my customers and my health is suffering. I've put on 30 pounds since I opened my business three years ago. Help. And so eight people came and gave me their business card. I walked out guys with eight members and that was a $400 investment. Most of you would be willing to do that on Facebook. If I said, would you put, spend $400 on Facebook ads to get eight members? You'd hand me the, the, the four $100 bills right now. So it's like, just think of it as the same way, just going in a different place, be prepared. Just like you got to have a good ad copy and good images. So your Facebook ad works, show up to that chamber of commerce, meaning prepared showing up to, to, you know, land some deals. So that was like me spearing a, a whale. Was that worth my time to go and sit in that two hour meeting? Absolutely. And then we continued to show up and add value. And if they ever had an opportunity to speak, sometimes they charge you. Sometimes they let a member speak for free. I always took a spot. I'm like, I will totally teach on something nutrition mindset related because I want to be known as a giver and as an authority within the group of, you know, authority figures. So that is, you know, definitely a great one. Obviously the con is it is an investment of time and money. You got to invest to become a member and you got to invest to be an engaged member. You don't want to just join and then think now everybody knows knows me. You got to show up to the mixers. You got to show up to the, you know, the speaking engagements. You got to, if they have a group, you got to engage in the group. And I would just say word of caution, shop them before joining. Because even me, like Matt said, the things differ location to location. I would look at chambers and they haven't posted on social media in six months. And I knew that that was an awful chamber. They were so like disconnected for what's going on in marketing, what's going on in the real world that like they were kind of like an old school chamber. And and my hunch was right. When I went to that event, they let me kind of sit in on a free one before I decided to join. And I knew uh-uh, they're, they're running things old school here. Then I ran to, I joined another and it was the one that I'm talking about. They were posting on social media three times a day. They were posting about local businesses and they were like more of a hip, if you will, type of so, uh, chamber of commerce. So I joined that one and that's the one I got my money back on. So uh, that that's just like, again, a word of caution, I would say, is like shop them and make sure that they're an active chamber before joining. Hey, gym owners, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Well, I wanted to let you know we have open enrollment now for the Fitness Empire Mastermind, where we give you everything you need to grow your business. We have done for you marketing campaigns. We even have team trainings where we train your team members for you. And we have a ton of done for you assets and resources. And it's all inside the Fitness Empire Mastermind. We have weekly coaching calls as well. So you can talk to me or Matt directly. And it's a lot different than this podcast where it's just a one-way conversation. We're just talking at you. Well, in the mastermind, we can actually exchange dialogue and we can help you grow your business. And the best part is you get a one-on-one call with him or myself every single month so we can help you to outline your attack plan to grow your business. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go to fitnessempiremastermind.com to apply. Not all gym owners are going to be a good fit. I just want to call that out now because we need you to be at a certain level to be able to take action on what we teach. And also we got to make sure you're good for the culture within our mastermind. We're very protective that only positive and coachable owners join the program. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go to fitnessempiremastermind.com to apply.
Matt, anything you would add on that one? Yeah, the only thing that um, I had all our location leaders go in, go to the chamber and, and start there. And, and what I actually allowed them to do is um, give every single person that they interact with the ability to come in for free. Um, how long you want to let somebody come in for free? Totally up to you. Obviously, we know that some people don't value free, but it was kind of under the guise of like, hey, I would love for you to come in and actually experience it and give me feedback on our program. Uh, and that, that's all I ask, right? Because obviously you're a local small business. We want your feedback. We value your feedback. Um, so with that, that's a lead. But to Dustin's point, this is what I really want everyone to emphasize is who are the local influencers in your town? Who knows everybody? Because you are one person away from 10, 15 more people coming through your doors because they know everybody or they know somebody yeah. that knows somebody that ends up being the, kind of think of them as the kingpin, right? Like you knock them down, you get you get everybody else coming through your doors. So like even thinking about schools, who's who's the kingpin, the principals, the people like that. Like one of the best things that ever happened to me is like um, a principal came in and then all the other teachers started coming in because the principal was yeah. working out at the school and said good things about us. And and that led to, to more teachers and more people coming, coming in. Um, so it's like, those are your local influencers. And when you're thinking about these guerrilla tactics, the first thing I want you to think about is who's got my customers. Grant Cardone likes to say, who's got my money? You want to think about who's got my customers and who's got influence on my customers, right? That's where we want to start the infiltration. And the Chamber of Commerce is a perfect place to start. They know everybody. They know every business. They know people that can help you. They know, like, and I would even befriend the people that run the Chamber of Commerce and become their buddies. So it's mm -hmm. not even just befriend the people that are, you know, obviously the members that are business owners but befriend the Chamber of Commerce because those are the kingpins of that group. If they yeah. love you, they will support you, right? Yeah. And they will find ways to support you and ways to connect you to to other people because their job is to really like connect and create an environment of connection and collaboration. So they know everybody. So with that, I would leverage that, like get time with them. Hey, can I get 30 minutes with you? What are some ways that you could think about me growing my business? Yeah. Right. And like get it on their radar, because if you get on their radar, like I want help, they will try to help you and they will make the connections for you. So also don't be afraid to give them like, hey, come in for free. Give them like a month free. Give them three months free. You could go all the way up for a year if you wanted to. Like how indebted would they feel if you gave them a year of services? <laughs> now, that works if you have like a large group option, but I'm not saying do that for semi-private or one-on-one or -on -one unless there's a freaking like, the, the ultimate kingpin and you know that if they come they're bringing 20 of their their friends with them right yes. so with that it depends on the service that you're providing but everyone can offer a free month of a service no matter what it is i want to i want to do one-on-one -on -one, but outside of that right like you can provide that service to them and it makes it super easy to do so an easy way to make that introduction is like if you're talking to them like hey what do you do for your workouts right and they'll talk about that like and you're not really pitching you're like hey, I would love for you to come in for a free month and just try our program and give me feedback. We want to provide the best product possible. And I really want you to come in because I will value your opinion. Come try it. Give me feedback, right? So that first month, 100% on you. And then if they 
find benefit, they're going to continue on and they're going to tell their friends. It can be that simple. You don't have to go in and pitch like, hey, buy my services. So obviously Dustin went in and, and did his thing and said, hey, connect with me. And he sold him a service. But Dustin's also really good at sales, right? Yeah. So if you're not like super good at sales, how do you reduce the friction and make it super easy for you to give an offer and, and people to say yes to whatever it is that you're providing to them? Yes. Thank you, Matt. I will take that compliment and I will get it tattooed on me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, one alternative I want to give you is if you don't have a really active chamber, the other one I had success with is BNI. And that stands for Business Network International. They have a, a website with like various chapters and they are another version of, um, you know, a chamber of commerce that we, again, found a lot of great local businesses. And other than it came out of BNI's, we got some great referrals. We had a therapist that we can refer members to. We had a chiropractor we ended up partnering with. And so that's really what you're also after. It's not just about memberships. It is relationships. Like, you know, can we find trusted advisors we can send people to uh, guest speakers that could come and speak to our clients. You know, like this is another thing you're going to be able to get by doing these things. And then um, one of my upcoming tips, like you'll find another way you can leverage these relationships you're going to be building. Um, all right. Well, another one I'm going to share with you guys is uh, one that I used to do a lot. And this is like my version of being the Tom Cruise and going to the international media tours. And that is lunch and learns and something I call the CTC. So basically a lunch and learn is where you want to go to an office style business. So, uh, insurance, dentists, you know, anything where people are just like hanging out on a computer and sitting uh, at a computer all day. You know, if there's any type of, uh, tech companies nearby, anything where people are just sitting a lot. Um, and, and even if you, you know, think of a hospital, there's still a lot of admin staff that are sitting on the computer all day. It's not all just nurses and doctors working in there. So go to places, schools, you know, you got the whole office is sitting down pretty much. So where are people sitting a lot and, and think office businesses, the hard, I don't know about, you know, you guys, but for me, the hardest group was always to sell is the blue collar people. Cause they think they got so much activity in their day. They don't need to work out, you know? So if they're digging trenches or they're doing construction, they're like, I'm not going to go join a gym after doing that all day. Like uh, I'm wiped out. And so white collar where they're sitting down all day they know they have a sedentary lifestyle you at least got some leverage there so essentially what we do is we go to these businesses and say hey i'm a local gym owner coach however you want to frame it i'm willing to come in and provide your staff free lunch if they would just give me 30 minutes of their time on their lunch break to listen to a nutrition and fat loss seminar and basically you can even say it's it's a no pitch presentation i'm literally coming in to just educate and what i like to do is tie it to the mission you know, hey, our mission is to create healthy families and future generations. So this is our way of giving back. We give out five free lunch and learns a month or three lunch and learns a month to a specific school or business. And we just want to spread education. That's part of our mission is not just running sessions in our gym. We also drive education in the community. And so this is part of that. And so what we do to get their, you know, their, their contact info is at the end of the presentation, there's usually some sort of free gift, you know, Hey, did you guys love today's nutrition seminar? Well, I have my free PDF, you know, uh, one of my more popular ones was the flabby arm firm up guide, because that's a problem that many ladies struggle with. And so I'd say scan the QR code here in my slide deck to, to download this guide. So then I was able to get their contact info and I just sold them, you know, behind later down the road, like, you know, behind closed doors. It wasn't right there in front of the business owner. It wasn't right there in front of the school administrative staff. So what I would do is I would drop them into an email automation. 
and it was like a no pitch email automation. It was just stories. So I call this in my book, the trust building campaign. So basically, if you guys want all the details, grab my book, reinforce your gym, and you can hear about it. But essentially, it's a series of emails where you as the owner introduce yourself and why you open the gym, then a couple of your transformation stories, and then your unique method of getting those results. And it's meant to not be pitch, it's just informative. But on the tail end of it, maybe there is finally a pitch, you know, after a week or 10 days. So essentially, that's kind of the, the sequences is you go in and you say, hey, I'll do this lunch and learn, this nutrition seminar, download this free PDF, go through my automation, and then I'll sell you. So it's definitely a slower way to get a sale. But here's the honest truth, guys. Every time people just walk up to me and they'll ask me, what are my prices? Where are we located? What do we do? Now it's open game. You can sell people who come and ask you, but you like, I just didn't want to go in and pitch right in front of the person who helped me get through the door. And so that was just my way of doing it. Uh, the other way you could do this is, um, you know, I said lunch and learn or CTC. What does that stand for? It stands for company transformation challenge. So we've all seen this where offices do a weight loss challenge. They put up prize money and they try to run it themselves. But I kind of joke and say like, it, it usually ends in like whoever has the best relationship with the, the leader of the program ends up winning. Like, you know, office politics come in and they always pick their buddy to win, you know? And so I say to avoid that, bring in a third party that's not gonna have, you know, a, a, a horse in the race. Like we're gonna be very data-driven and we'll pick the winner, you know, with the, the honesty. So the company transformation challenge is where you come and say, hey, for a low, low price, you get to come in as a group and you guys get to train with us. We'll give you a nutrition plan. We're going to do your in-body and we're going to facilitate the weight loss challenge. And then you can even gamify where you can take the buy-in that you charge them as prize money and whoever gets the best transformation, you're going to give them all that money. So then that's incentivizing them to get more people in the office to sign up to make the prize pool bigger. And so essentially the ones that I found the best is honestly like schools, schools or home run, like teachers just love doing things together. They like to do things in flocks. They like when you do things with, you know, uh, local schools. And then once one signs up, they tend to be your recruiter and they'll go around and get everybody else. So I've done multiple lunch and learns for uh, schools. Uh, funny enough for me, I don't know why, law offices. I got into a lot of like, you know, people, in law lawyers and things like that. Um, insurances. Um, I mean, heck, I've even done like bigger companies like Target and Nissan, but it was just the local one. You know, they always have that more local uh, with the name of your city. And it's it just, I think, just pretty much going out and DMing these people and offering them this idea. And if it's free, what do they have to lose, right? And then they get to offer to their staff nutrition, health education. And this is beneficial because you can always tell them like healthier people are more productive. Healthier people are happier when they show up to work. Like it just helps team morale. It's not just about getting your team to work out. And this is also like timing wise, like Matt brought up, this is a great one to do for the new year. And that's why I want to make sure to put this on your guys' radar. Whether you do a lunch and learn, like it's going to be in the media, it's going to be in the forefront of everyone's mind at the beginning of the year. So whether you come in and you do a lunch and learn and, you know, I would just go get everybody Subway or something healthy, it wasn't super costly or, I, you know, uh, the CTC. But what you want to kind of, you know, how you're going to decide that is after you talk to the rep from the business or the school and kind of get a feel for which one you think is a better fit. If they, if they don't seem like someone that wants to put a lot of work in, you probably want to go the lunch and learn route because food is like your bait. It's going to get everybody to show up when there's free food. The teachers and, and staff don't have to go buy lunch that day. You save the money and they don't mind sitting through your presentation. But if the person seems like a big cheerleader and they're like an eye, you know, on the disc and they like getting people together, 
that's when I'll go more the CTC route. If they seem like they're the the person that gets the community to you know kind of feel inside the company, then I'll go that route. So I I do kind of have to like listen to who I'm talking to, who's that gatekeeper, um, and that's how I decide which route I'm going to go. Matt, what what do you want to add on that one? The only thing I could add on that because you did an awesome job on that would be um, I learned this from the Ultimate Sales Machine is basically being able to go to them like, hey, we're only going to work with one car dealership or one school or one whatever it may be, um, you know, with that. And I plan on calling all of them today. And, you know, the first one to take me up on the offer is the the, the one that I'm going to gonna work with. Right. So you can't, especially too, if on the other end, there's like some additional benefit that they feel like they're going to get like a car dealership, like, Hey, this will actually increase your sales, increase productivity, increase your culture, increase like outside of just, hey, I want to come and do a lunch and learn or outside of like transformation challenge, like speak to how it's a big benefit to them. Don't make them guess how it's going to be a benefit to them, right? You got to attach the meaning where it's like, hey, if I go to the other dealership, they're going to be better than you, right? Because they're actually doing the thing that I'm going to do with, with your office. So link it to what they care about too, right? Like increased productivity, increased sales, increased morale, increased uh, you know, energy, increased happiness, decreased um, insurance costs. Because that's the thing that is affecting a lot of businesses is if you have a group insurance plan and everyone's really fucking unhealthy, which is pretty much everybody, right? Insurance costs are going up. Um, I'm really good friends with our insurance provider. One company's insurance is going up 25% next year. 25%. Mine's only going up 7 um, but like 25% and, uh, that company actually, the insurance company still loses money on them because they're so unhealthy. Yes. Right. So with that, that insurance company, like that's probably like an extra two, $300,000 coming out of that company's pocket that year for that. It's like, Hey, would you like a solution to, to that problem? Right. So like, don't just like, hey, let's go do a challenge. Like, how does it actually solve that company's problems? Um, So that would be the thing to add, to add a little bit of urgency, because if you're like, hey, we can do X, Y and Z, it's going to help you do this, this, this and this. But we're only going to work with one school or one business or like in that field. Right. So like, hey, basically what you're saying, this is code for I'm going to your competitor next if you don't take advantage of what I'm about to do with you now. Yes. That will get a lot more action and a lot like get people in motion a lot quicker versus, hey, let me think about it. Because let me think about it means I'm going like my next call is so and so, right? Like I'd love to work with you guys. I called you first for a reason. I'd rather work with you than them, but ultimately I'm gonna work with whoever, you know, wants to use my service and, and wants to move forward quickly. Yeah. And and this is a perfect answer to the question that we get sometimes is like, how do I create a corporate membership and go to the corporation and tell them to pay for it? It's probably not going to happen because they're doing low cost gym memberships. And and so they can go buy in bulk and get a massive discount with a $10 open gym kind of system. But we're a higher cost personal training, you know, studio and, and like boutique fitness, the company's probably not going to foot the bill on that. So I would kind of like wipe that out of your mind. Instead, I would try to go to them with this, where it's more like an office weight loss challenge. I have had an owner, and I was one out of however many I've done, stroke the check and buy their whole team 
and cover their challenge fee. But that was not, that was definitely abnormal. And so, um, and so again, that was like a printing company, which was the last company I thought that would do it. But the owner themselves, this is where leadership kind of shows up, was a very healthy individual. They would go do long bike rides, they would go to the gym, they were into fitness. And, you know, I got the feeling they really wanted that gift for their team. And some stayed and some didn't, but like that's why he he stroked that check, you know. So um, so that that's just again, like I, I think the better answer than the corporate membership, unless you're a big box gym, you probably are not even gonna be able to show up to the to the table with that type of offer. The other thing to think about too is if you do have a super leveraged um, offering your gym, like large group training where you can fit people in, you can say, Hey, that's, you know, free. And then potentially you could also upsell the additional services. Like, Hey, if you want to include semi-private, then it's going to be this, but I want to lead with that. I would just say like, Hey, this is what the challenge is. But once they come in, then you could upsell the, the additional services at that time. So then you can take free or very like low amount of money to you and actually turn it into some decent revenue as well. So we've been doing that on some of our like lower barrier offers, like pretty much putting them into large group training, but then when they come in, upselling them to our, our bigger packages and a decent amount of people will do that if they feel like it's a better fit for them. Love it. All right, I'm gonna hit one more, Matt, then I'll let you kind of share any uh, ideas you got. I know you got a ton. This is a quick one and it pretty much it's signage. And so um, I know like for me, this was the hardest pill to swallow. It's probably one of those most surprising costs was like the flooring and the sign. I thought I had all the numbers worked out when I opened the gym and then they, they hit me with a $7,000 bill for some stupid channel letters. I was like, what? Like, I don't want these things, but you know how it goes. Like when you're in a retail center, everyone has to have, you know, the same lettering and they're not going to let you slide without having it. And you're kind of pretty much screwed and you got to buy these channel letters that light up and all this stuff. But on top of that, I think a lot of gym owners missed a, a very, very easy way to get some sales. And that is pretty much bringing in a seasonal banner. And the reason I love these is when you are driving the same road day after day after day, you start to just not see the businesses anymore. You just start to just kind of zone out. You're listening to your podcast, you're driving. And so I know I notice businesses when they throw up a new banner and they shake things up. Even when I go to Starbucks, I love when they change up the stickers on the window and it's like it's fall and everything's pumpkin and then that goes away. And now the red cups are out, it's Christmas and they kind of do these seasonal changeovers in the stores and that helps you to see like, okay, there's something new going on. I want to check it out. And so I know that, you know, again, it could get costly if you're having to constantly buy banners over and over, but they're really not cheap. You can get them for a hundred to $300, you know, for a nice big banner. And you can even put something evergreen on there that you can use and reuse every year. But basically, when people are just driving by your business every day and not seeing you, you start to become invisible to their to their you know just awareness. And you want to pop out. You want to get a big red or big yellow banner or something that just stands out and have you know details about whatever special you're running. You know, like now registering for a six week challenge. You know, uh, end of year sale. Like anything that. You're not putting a date, you're not putting a price, that way you have the flexibility to change it, but it can just be even a giant, you know, end of year sale, something where you're just gonna visually shake things up on your storefront and it doesn't cost a lot to get them printed and to, they don't take up a lot of room to store and you could probably hang it yourself or you can get a signed company to do it for pretty cheap. The other one is buying yard signs. Now this, you gotta check with your city rules. Sometimes they're against you going around town and putting a bunch of, you know, stakes in the ground with, you know, yard signs. But I would say, again, you don't want to leave it out 
all year because people will just start driving by it. You want to go put it out, maybe to register for a big New Year's challenge, and then you want to go back out and collect them all and take them off so that, again, it has that sensationalism that, you know, it's only there for a limited time and then they go away and it stands out on the side of the road and pick two to three intersections. Like you could be really like lasered. You don't want to do shotgun and do a pepper them all over the city. Now you look like you're just polluting the city, but you can pick two or three strategic corners that get a lot of traffic where you can go put them out and, you know, get some visibility. So again, I know from my locations, each city has different ordinances in place about your ability to do this or not. And so you got to be mindful of that. You know, like if you're on a busy road and it's as much as going and sticking in the grass in front of your gym, you're probably not going to get busted. But once you start putting them all around town away from your gym, that's where you got to make sure, you know, you check with what the rules are with that. So this is a one-time investment. Um, You know, again, if you don't put start dates or pricing and that way you can use it year after year. But I just feel like it's an easy opportunity for gym owners that just helps them to shake up their storefront from being the same, you know, look day after day so anything on that matt is that something you've ever done never done that i mean i used to put up some flyers in some places but like the other thing i've seen a few gym owners do that was unique was um it would basically go put like flyers on people's cars at like uh again where people frequent like who's got my customers where do they hang out putting them like put up the windshield wiper put it on there uh, everyone's going to see it and read it. The other thing was door hangers on, on people's houses. So like, if you know where your ideal clients are going to be, you can send mailers or you can do door, door hangers. You could pay, pay somebody literally $10 an hour to, Hey, walk this neighborhood and put these on people's doors. Um, door hangers are cheaper than mailers. Right. So like, um, you know, with that, you can do those things. Those cost a little bit of money, which obviously our goal is to, to not charge any money, but um, again, just unique and different. And you would be amazed at how many people are like, because you put in the effort, they're like, I'll actually try this. Cause like people effort these days is sexy to people. It like, is. Hey, you're actually putting effort into doing X, Y, and Z. Like that's attractive to, to people. I mean, kids that just do like even a lemonade stand, I'm like, I'll give you 10 bucks. I don't even want your freaking lemonade. I just think it's cool. You're actually freaking doing something as a kid and you're not phone sucking right now so i'll give you ten dollars right like it's just like put in the effort and people are going to to notice hey guys we're gonna actually hit the pause button here and come back next week with part two but me and matt have so many guerrilla marketing tactics we actually had to break this up into a two-parter so see you guys next week for the next episode hey do you need a sales rep to take care of all of your lead follow-up well, that is exactly what we do at Gym Reinforcements. We plug a sales rep into your business to do all of the inbound and outbound lead nurture. I'm talking texts, emails, calls, social media DMs. If you or one of your team members is needing to do that every single day and it is draining, then it's time to head it off to me and my team. So if you want to learn more, go to gymreinforcements.com and we'll be happy to grow your business.